Lucy and this is our podcast probably gossip so very exciting this week we've both got shows my show and tell is a turnspit dog what about yours uh this week I'll be showing and telling about seagulls so what have you what have you brought so this week my uh my thing is um, well, I've got I've got a show to go along with it, so it's a show and tell. So this this uh, object goes to sort of like illustrate um, a rambling story. Uh, so on the radio this week, so they mentioned that somebody somewhere in Britain <laughs> wants to has called for a. Not no, not a ban on seagulls is the wrong way to put it. But they've said something needs to be done about seagulls because they're a menace. Um, basically, they they were getting pissed off about seagulls, like stealing I mean, people's chips and, and they're, stuff. They're really aggressive. Yeah, and also like they're really invasive, aren't they? So I can get that. And yeah, they chase other. I think they chase other birds off their territory. Um, Nicer, yeah. less. Attacky ones. They're not. No, they're not nice. No, and, not um, they're, they're the humans of the bird world. If my, like my first instinct was was like, they, I was quite surprised because it was on Radio Four, and I was like, this is like this seems really like Daily Mail. This should like, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have pegged Radio Four as being so alarmist about. <laughs> about seagulls but um i don't know whether they were like purposely picking it up as kind of a a comedy like there's loads of bad stuff going on in the world and there's this one guy that's really getting belligerent about seagulls like that did you ever listen to the russell brand podcast they used to have a guy who was really belligerent about red squirrels oh if that rings a bell yeah because he the, the, the that guy as well would sometimes accidentally say the word americans instead of red squirrel <laughs> oh god as well that's not good yeah so he had he had some troubles i think <laughs> um so anyway the hearing this um the, this mention of seagulls reminded me of a time in my life when seagull caused me a bit of a a bit of bother so um one job that i had in an office one christmas we um as part of like the christmas office celebrations we were gonna play loads of games together as like a bit of a team building thing and it was actually like really good but when when they introduced the idea i was kind of in internally groaned because i thought i just assumed that it was going to be terrible but it was actually really fun but it did send me into a panic because one of the games was that we had to bring in an object um that there was a story behind um and then it was like a um you know have you ever seen that program would i lie to you where yes so they it was like one of the rounds on there where you produce an object and tell a story about it and people have to figure out whether you're telling a lie or telling the truth 
when they told us that we were going to do this game, I was instantly trying to think of an object with a, like a funny you just, story you behind it. We just it. got paralyzed and was like, fear. I don't. And then came home, spent like ages looking around my whole flat and just couldn't find anything that had a funny story behind it which made me depressed like oh my life is <laughs> my life is just so un oh. like unentertaining to outsiders i mean that was to 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 part the kimono a little bit on this Ooh, process i hate that <laughs> you're the only person i've ever heard say, that uses that saying and i find it so creepy <laughs> I think that's why I think that's why it's ended it too much. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, go on. Go ahead. You're gonna say it again, I can tell. I, I <laughs> if I may part the kimono on the podcasting <laughs> process. Um oh. the you were very much like that on the first episode where you were scrabbling around yeah. <laughs> and you were going, nothing I own is entertaining. Yeah, and that was why all of my things are tells, because I couldn't find anything good to show. Um, yeah, so what I ended up doing was I found this little seagull guy so in my I, bathroom. Do you want to describe it or shall I? Um, you can. So it's uh it's a it's a little like tchotchke that you'd get from uh from like Skeggy or maybe a bit more like northern cuz it's not it's not got a comedy pair of breasts to it <laughs> like you get in Skeggy but uh it's on a little chunk of marble it's a little very simple figure of a bird a seagull yeah uh, no feet, but legs. Feet are painted oh, on. The feet are yeah. painted on, that's my bad. And then on the front of it, it looks like somebody's written in Tipex, Bovisand. Bovisand? I, I don't actually know, because I got this. I actually bought this in, like, a vintage shop, just because I thought the seagull was cute. The seagull is uh, cute. So I bought it. So I've never... I'm assuming that it is from a seaside town called Bovi Sand, Bovi Sand. Bovi Sand. But um, It I've actually not, does I've, sound like a Cornwall Devon name, yeah. doesn't it, Bovi Sand? Um, I've never been there. I did once know where it was because... <laughs> so for, for my... For my, like, would I lie to you... Uh, I decided what I was going to have to do was take this seagull in. I think I just made it one story because I was like, well, if they tell me to do a truth or a lie, I'm just going to say this story. See, that's the opposite of what I do. I always tell, like, three truths and then just the like the first person who says, I think this one's a lie, I just be like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's I... also a good strategy, but I didn't have that option because there is no story <laughs> behind this thing. So I looked up where where this place was, Bovi Sand, because I knew that they were going to be quizzing me on to try and figure out whether it was a truth or a lie. Uh, so basically, it was just me being pathetic and getting getting myself into a right turmoil because I was <laughs> like, they're gonna, needless what, turmoil. they're going to find out that I'm lying. But that's kind of the whole point of the game. But then, so as I said before. Um, I was I kind of laughed it off that guy on the radio getting all angry about seagulls 
but apparently they are pretty evil from what my research tells me. Something else horrible that they do is engage in cannibalism, which, like, my instinct was to be like, oh, God, they're so horrible. But, I mean, it's the animal kingdom, you know, maybe maybe I shouldn't be so judgy just because it's not what we do. But this extra bit made me think worse of them again because apparently um there's like a they've noted like a pattern in their in their cannibal cannibalizing their young which is that they they tend to do it more on sundays because there's not as many um trawler boats which they like they follow these like rubbish boats around and eat the rubbish but because there aren't as many of those traveling around on sundays and they can't get their fill of rubbish for one day they just eat their young instead that's terrible yeah <laughs> like, like, it's, that's like humans being like oh the shop shut early yeah. and uh, panic eating your baby a bank holiday <laughs> oh god <laughs> baby tommy's gonna have to go in the oven <laughs> I know that, like, we both agree that pigeons have got a bad rep, but I agree with all the anti-seagulls. Yeah, pigeons, it's totally unfair. Although, saying that, did I ever tell you about uh, when I was living in Newcastle after... So I went, I was, uh, uh, went, I was doing my comic thing, and then I stepped out, I was just, I was feeling really jived. I was like, it's been a really good evening. It feels really great. And then stepped out in the street, looked across and there was a carcass of a seagull with its chest cavity cracked open oh. and a pigeon sat in it oh, just no. pecking at its ribs oh, <laughs> and, then, oh. and then behind that there was Mr. a woman vomiting pigeon. in the street oh, no. and I just thought well that's, that's Newcastle then <laughs> Welcome to Britain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad the Daily Mail wasn't oh God. there. They'd have feasted on that one better than the pigeon was feasting <laughs> on that seagull heart. I once, I wish you... Why didn't you take a picture? You could have put that on a postcard. Would have been a bestseller. Hello. I'll, I'd buy that. Hello from the tune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I really don't like it when you see pigeons eating... Uh, I might have said this before. I don't like it when you see pigeons eating like uh, KFC bones on the floor. Oh yeah, there's something weird right, about that. It? And that's not even. I mean, would that count as cannibalism? I mean, I not as much that. as a seagull but feasting then, on their young. But I think in the same way that like humans register like gorillas and apes or whatever as being close enough to us that. I don't think anyone would feel particularly comfortable eating one, and that's pushed really no, into shove. I'm not doing that. Uh, no way, man. No way. I, I'm not making you. <laughs> stop, stop offering me monkey burgers. I just don't want one. I, I wouldn't do it. I, I don't think. I don't think... You shouldn't... You, have you not decided about this already? Well, I think that in an extreme situation, I'd maybe eat one. You know, like the apocalypse or yeah. some weird hostage situation I've got myself into. <laughs> Where there's a monkey there. Well, what I don't like, going back to seagulls, <laughs> what I don't like about seagulls is they try and gobble up plastic and then I try and spook them away from the plastic, but it makes them panic and eat it faster. And then 
try and pet your eyes out. I, just I'm leave no, them to it, I think. They, I mean, one... I feel like I've got a... I mean, I don't anymore because I've seen enough seagulls panic and then just be like, oh, God, plastic, <laughs> I've got to eat it all. Panicking. <laughs> They're coming over to take it... <laughs> to take my plastic away <laughs> that I stopped doing it but like I felt like there was a duty of care to at least try and stop this like undomesticated animal from eating my like yeah. my species rubbish our trash I can see what you mean but I don't know like maybe they deserve it <laughs> leave them to it they're horrible yeah they are one cool fact that I did find about them though is they've got a little filter in their in their little beaks, big beaks, um, so that they can filter out salt water and make it drinkable. And that's, like, the only nice thing that there is about seagulls, I think. Other than that, they're shower bastards. <laughs> Did you ever seagull somebody's house? I don't know what that means. Uh, so, um, I don't know if, if in... I don't know if when you were a kid you ever went on the old caravan holiday. Yes, one or two. Well, it was not unknown for youngsters to sneak out in the morning, uh, in the morning or the night before, throw bread on top of a caravan roof, and then in the morning, at about four in the morning, seagulls would just descend on the house. That's a great scrawling <laughs> and a scrawling. <laughs> Ah, oh, load of screeching pets. Yep. Holiday pets. <laughs> oh, so yeah. And it works on a caravan because the roof is so thin, so it's just, it's like they're inside with you. They're just trampling all over. It ne- it's never happened to me, but I've seen and heard it happening to other caravans, and that's how I know. <laughs> I do have to say, one of the one of the most frightening seagull experiences I've ever had that made me think I wouldn't be out of tangle with a seagull was uh, uh, me and Liz were walking along and she took out a sausage roll and a seagull just hit her in the head (laughs) (laughs) it didn't it knew not it knew that the surface area of her holding up a sausage roll (laughs) wouldn't it might not be able to grab it but what it knew for sure is if it hit her in the back of the head she would startle and drop her sausage roll oh and it then swept in and picked it up. They're so calculating. Yeah, but it was the fact that it looked... I don't, I mean, I can't remember her saying how painful it was, but she was very visibly startled, and I think it must have must have, must have hurt getting hit in the head with a seat by a seagull yeah. with a seagull. I feel less bad now that my story that I made up to go along with this little oh, chat... Yeah. Uh, it was just basically that I got attacked by seagulls on holiday and bought this as like a reminder of how much I hate seagulls, <laughs> which is totally not true at all. Uh, the only similar thing that did happen was um, like me and my mum were on the beach and we we had some like gone off jam tarts. So we fed them to the seagulls and then they had a proper fight over them where they were, like, tearing each other's feathers out and stuff. But, again, that it just didn't seem like enough of a story. I, I fed the birds once. And it was... So I had to make something else up, so I said I got attacked by them. I mean, the, like, when we went to Brighton, again, with Liz, uh like, I dropped a donut by accident. Mm. And then uh, me and Liz 
like knew that seagulls were then gonna swoop really badly so we were like we were like we need to we need to leave <laughs> quick so you just look at each other and just yeah. be like run and then ben who's american who's not used to bullshit british seagulls said later he wondered why we suddenly got <laughs> when i dropped that donut we suddenly started to look afraid <laughs> Like, oh god, it was actually it's, a grenade disguised as a donut. It's happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. And then, but then he found obviously he found and then like moments later the seagulls just went descended. Nuts and we uh, we ran. That's, they're just so they're just aggressive, aren't they? That's their main I think that's their main trait is that they're just super aggressive. And I think needlessly so, like there surely is a way yeah. to live that doesn't require us assaulting yeah. humans and as like, much as they do they're actually massive as well like every time i see a seagull like in person even though i know in my in my memory i'm always like oh they're always bigger than i think they are and yet still when i see one i'm like it's even bigger than i ever thought it would be like they're massive so they don't need to be that aggressive like if one swooped at you even if it was just like smiling, you'd still get out of the way. <laughs> oh, I would get more out of <laughs> yeah, the way. Actually, that, the thought of that is me. horrible. That was a bad visual. But you know what I mean? Like people run, like are always ducking out of the way of pigeons that get a bit, a bit near. Yeah. Which, by the way, pigeons have just got really like better eyesight than us, so that they know that there's space but yeah. we just think there isn't yeah that's know. another great thing about pigeons <laughs> that was on oh, that was on qi i'm not letting you have yeah, that yeah it was it was i stole that from <laughs> Stephen fry i hold my hands up to that but yeah if uh if a big massive seagull just came near you even if it wasn't like squawking and trying to bite you you'd still you'd probably still like drop your donut and run off <laughs> I'd like to think that because they don't even because they steal other they steal things that they don't need to be aggressive towards in an overly aggressive way like you know they're robbing bag of bags of crisps out of people's like unattended bags or whatever yeah or like just sitting on the edge of the bin being really abusive to the bin <laughs> yeah I've also brought a show. Hey! We both did shows. That's going to boost my spreadsheet chart of yeah. how many shows and tells we've done. So, I brought Aww. a little dog. That guy with his curly tail. Have you heard of this kind of dog? Mm. This is an extinct kind of dog oh. called a turnspit. <laughs> Weird name. No, I don't think I have. So, the, the picture that I just brought up for Lucy is the turnspit dog and I will I will quote verbatim what a 19th century vet described them as long bodied crooked legs and an overall ugly dog that's with a rude. suspicious unhappy look about them what does that dog look like an unhappy dog to you and now that you've said suspicious it does look a bit well, around the eyes. Well, this is the thing, is that in all the drawings of the turnspit dog, it does look very suspicious. <laughs> it's got these eyes like it's been up to no good. Yeah. Like, it look, no, it does, it looks, like, conspicuous. Um, like, I've just done something wrong, 
I've just left. I've <laughs> don't just check. Left, don't uh, check where I've just been. I've just left a gift in your shoe. <laughs> well, this is and what I th- why I think that the turnspit dog looks so suspicious is because uh, they they were bred and their main job was uh, working the spit roast. So I'll oh. bring up the second picture. They would get put in a wheel. What? That was attached to a oh, no. wire, that, and they would run, and their running would power the turning of the spit roast. That's so mean because it can smell that delicious meat, and that's why I think it looks so suspicious because it's like, oh, please just give me! I just want some meat. Yeah, <laughs> just let me have some meat. I don't actually think that he does look suspicious now. I think he's tortured. I think those are the <laughs> eyes of a tortured dog. That that's like the the dog equivalent of dangling the carrot in front of the donkey, dangling oh. the dangling <laughs> the meat spit roast in in front of the dog. Ah. So what is El- so this dog? You wouldn't usually just have one, as you can see in this picture. Often though, you would have two or three, and they would work in shifts. Aww. And they were usually so well trained that they would at the end of their shift. They would go and fetch the dog and herd it, herd the other dog into the wheel and then go and have a rest. That's even worse because it's like they've got friends but they never get to see them because whenever they're, it's like they're they're like passing dogs in the night. No, I mean, because they they were also companion dogs. They would, uh, it was noted that they would, the one that wasn't on duty would walk around with the owner and that's why the other dog had to go and fetch it because the other dog that was chilling would be with the family or whatever. To the mm. point that uh, it was, I think, I think they were somebody was at church, and when it was due for the next shift change, all the dogs would just leave on their own from church from the Aww. church service. They really need the time. It's meat time now. Yeah, meat off I go. <laughs> <laughs> time to go in the meat wheel. Aww. Yeah, Do you but, think they liked going in the meat wheel then? Because like, I, I know they like. I mean, I they think, like having jobs. Yeah, they like doing things. I was going to say they like doing things to be helpful. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's the case. I there. think you they mean, like do. They like doing stuff to keep themselves occupied. I, well, I think that's it. I think you may be right with the first thing though. Is I think the dogs do want to feel like they've got a place and they they're doing something that you want them to be doing so i think i don't know i think obviously with dogs like some people probably treated their turn spit dog better than other people did yeah but i think overall they probably were were happy with their oh really just I really hope that they just got some meat every so often off they, the spit. They must have got some meat. Why would you... Like, the thought that they're just turning that meat real good, <laughs> like, get giving it a really even cooking for their masters, and then probably there were loads of them just never got to eat any of that meat. They only ever got, like, slop or whatever. I don't know what it'd be we used to feed their dogs back in the day. I like leftovers. Left- so I, that's why I think they they would get meat yeah. because surely you just feed the dog whatever you didn't want to eat or whatever. And the sad thing about turnspit dogs is that they, just like I was talking about the uh, messenger pigeon, 
that went extinct because of a technology upgrade. Oh, this yeah. is another animal that got a technology upgrade. Obsolete. Yeah, and uh, somebody was somebody wrote on the Wikipedia article. Someone said that you would occasionally go into like village pubs and they'd still have a dog <laughs> on a wheel in the ceiling, turning the t- turning the turn spit. How much meat were they making that they needed, like, dogs to work shifts throughout the night? Well, this was, like, at pubs and things, so, like, a constant flow of meat, I guess. (laughs) A constant (laughs) flow of meat. Always got to have meat on the go. We can't run dry of beef. This is why other countries call us roast beefs. It's for things like this dog. Yes, the yes. fact that we had an in- we invented an entire species of dog just to roast our beef is why the French call us roast beefs. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It. Oh, I'm sure there are animals that they've that they've uh, cheese dogs. <laughs> cheese dogs. What do cheese dogs do? Turn the milk. The I guess. Yeah. Oh, don't. Don't let their feet go on the cheese. Yeah, I'm thinking of wine as well. No. You don't stomp cheese, you stomp grapes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want dog feet in my wine, thank you. (laughs) I don't really want people feet in my wine. You're fine with people feet in your wine, or dog... You're not fine with dog feet (laughs) in your wine, but you're somehow fine with dog leg power (laughs) heat in your meat. I'm not. I don't think I am. (laughs) I don't know if I am okay with that. <laughs> Something about my modern sensibilities <laughs> is telling me that it's just not quite right. I don't know why. I guess it's probably the, like, technology. But I don't get why they needed to be on the ceiling. No. That's the part I don't understand. Why is in every <laughs> illustration the wheel for the dog is <laughs> is up? Yeah, that's a good point. Why did they... <laughs> I mean, There's maybe no it's reason. to stop the dog getting out and eating the meat, as I'm sure it wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, it probably is, because they won't jump out from, from the sea up there. <laughs> maybe not. Because they're smarter than that. Mm. And they're little dogs. They seem to be about the size of corgis. And that, that as well. When oh, they're <laughs> so cute, the little they, meat dogs. They do sound really cute. And one of the things is that uh, Queen Victoria kept only kept, you know, like how... Queen Elizabeth keeps corgis. Yeah. She kept turnspits. Meat dogs. And I can't believe they were, I mean, uh, they were called turnspits. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. It seems like they should have had a, a proper name as well. I don't know, like bloodhounds? the dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the, the oldest breeds of dogs that we use are ones sheepdog, greyhound, that's just a grey dog. <laughs> Why is there not this a... has been dog facts. Why is there not a brown hound? Loads of dogs are brown. <laughs> but like loads of greyhounds aren't grey. Yeah. Stupid. Whoever called them greyhounds. <laughs> Stop having beef with dog names. So I want one. I really badly want a turnspit. If I'm at the very least not getting a turnspit, I'm going to name the first dog I own turnspit. That's what I've decided. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good compromise. It's a good name as well, I think, turnspit. Because if they're extinct, you're not getting one, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a challenge to me. (laughs) You uh, You could turn all science guy on us and, like... And recreate, yeah, recreate them.
what's sad is that the a lot of what we know about turnspits has come from information uh, from people who've like heard stories or like saw them years ago or whatever. Yeah. Like they were, but until they died out completely, and we were like, "Oh, we should have documented all that stuff." Oh, they so were considered to be like too common a low, like a lowly breed to bother doing it. Like pigeons, for example. Like pigeons, yeah. Well, don't worry about that because I've got a book called Pigeons of the World. So <laughs> if they go extinct, they're already thoroughly documented. Perfect. We're learning. We're learning from the mistakes of the past. Stop panicking. <laughs> Stop panic hoarding pigeon facts, everyone. Stand down. <laughs> We've got enough. Uh, I mean, like, the upside of this is that... So, like, you think the chronological order of people who turn spits for a living first was, like, sweaty boys that had to sit next to a fire all day. Yeah. Just turning the spit by hand, and that was, that job m- majorly sucked. Was that on Tony Robinson's worst job? Yeah, in I think history? it was because, like, it seems like one that wouldn't be that bad, doesn't it? But it actually is. I horrible. bet you, yeah, because you'd be getting like spat at, and that's by actually the fire in, and it's a good stuff. reason to have the dog up and away, so they couldn't catch on fire with yeah. all the little sparks and whatnot. Yeah, or like get spat at by the fat. Yeah. So it was a, maybe an act of kindness a little bit rather than just taunting them. Maybe that's, the ceiling. maybe that's why they grew, they evolved to have crooked legs because they kept jumping out of the high up wheels and oh, like breaking the their, breaking their legs. But it was the ones that survived and just like crippled around. That does not sound like that. How would your genetics work? Yeah, maybe. Not even slightly sounds like how genetics work. Just throwing it out there. Oh no, there's no bad ideas in spitballing. Yeah. Uh, so like those sweaty, sweaty turn spit boys didn't have to work the turn spit anymore. The, but then the so they got the job. But at the same time that was probably a nice money earner. And they yeah, had to they've... watch dogs get made, make <gasps> them redundant, and then, but because humans are still alive at this point, they can still, all those turnspit boys who got made redundant by the dogs can be like, "Wow, well, take that! What goes yeah. around comes around." Eh, I got another job. You died out. Nah, <laughs> they're probably all dead by now, though. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I, I mean was like seventeenth century, wasn't it? Yeah, and I bet you if you were. <laughs> If you were one of those guys, you probably didn't have the best life expectancy anyway. So you definitely didn't make it to this point. <laughs> like if anyone's making a lot of like if, serious presumptions about. Well, I, I just think if anyone was a candidate for living to be like three hundred years old <laughs> or whatever it is, yeah. it probably wasn't one of the servants that were turning the meat for a living. No, it's Merlin. It was Merlin or time travellers. Mm. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> so we've learned a lot about seagulls and special meat dogs. I think for the purpose of alliteration we should also we should be calling them spit turns and we can say seagulls and spit turns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Actually, that makes a bit more sense anyway. Perfect. So, do it. 
Spit turns and seagulls. Yes. Thank you for listening to our episode. I hope it's been as informative for you as it has been for me. And me. I should also mention we're on Twitter at Probably Gossip. Tweet us, all 25 individual people who I know have listened to this. Can't put this bit in. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely not. <laughs> uh.